All right, we're here. Let's, yeah, let, you, you Welcome to the podcast. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. We're here with Adam Crocious. Yeah, toss me that remote, baby, yep, or else there's we no go. point to this. Exactly. Welcome to the show. We're here. We're watching TV, talking sports and pop culture yep. for you. You exactly. played golf yesterday. I did play golf. I went to Rose. I had it was not. Well, did you beat the storm? It rained. You know, it, it rained a little. But you know, the rain out here is so. It like rains in certain areas and doesn't rain right. in others. Well, yeah, because Alicia said it hailed out here, like near our apartment. And yeah. even I was working at the at the day job, and it, it rained, but it didn't seem like thunderstormy. Yeah, no, you, you don't get thunderstorms out here. Spread out, but it was spread out. I went to. I had a 9.20 tea time, went golfing with CJ at Roosevelt, which is in Griffith Park, which I've golfed many times before. Just nine holes. Yeah. You know, which was cool. You know. Um, there's mountain lions and bears just ro- roaming free. I tell you what, there, there are there are deer. There weren't any deer there uh, yesterday, but I've been there when there's been like, I mean, a ton of deer, like 20 deer, you know, just around the course. I just like the idea that they also, they have those carts that scoop up the balls on the driving range and then they set a predator out there to like kill the rodents. <laughs> Is it, Instead of Bill Murray, they just put a panther out there, <laughs> a mountain lion Or a mountain panther. lion. Yeah, I'm sure there's mountain lions around here. Well, yeah, Absolutely. and they're at war. They're like murking deer. They are. Yeah, they're going after deer and There's stuff. There's like a war going on. There's like a fight for the ecosystem. Wow. Griffith Park is like nice and beautiful, but dude, there's wild animals out oh, there. Oh, I believe. Well, it's huge. It's a massive park. Wilson Harding are two 18-hole golf courses along with a driving range on one end of the park. Then there's Roosevelt, which is a nine-hole course. It's like a completely different part of the park. It's huge. Yeah. But uh, but I like it. Mean, it's a hilly course. It's a very narrow course. But if you've played it enough, you can score pretty well. So I mm. actually, I shot. What's f- the par? Is there like a? Uh, well, it was. Because I know out here there's a lot of because because of the land area there's a lot of like par three golf courses, par four where there's nothing higher than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this one doesn't have any par fives on it. It's got six par fours and three par threes. <coughs> right. So so it would be nine and nine and t- nine and uh, and nine and twenty four. So you're looking. At, it's a, I guess it's a thirty three. Thirty three. I shot a forty four. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, I had four pars. I had one snowman, which is always, I don't like doing that. I had one snowman, and I had one seven. What's the snowman? An eight, when you shoot an eight. Oh, okay. It's called snowman. Oh, yeah, you know? I get you there. So so I had one snowman, which an eight's a bad. But my standard is I never want a three putt. I never want to have an eight, and I want to golf at the same ball the entire way through. So I lost one ball, which is lame. But I also and I got one. Uh, that's eight, always my that's always my barometer. Is I do yeah I want to golf with the same ball the whole time. It, th- 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 that, that's like the stand of a shitty golfer. Like these are the things that you the goals you should aspire to. So I, you I know most of the time it's not because I hit a bad shot. It's just because I can't find it. Well, I know I've it, I've hit balls in the outside of the rough, just on the fringe. Yeah, and you you're like okay I saw where it went and you go over there and you're like where the fuck. I, is this ball? No, I know, I know. It's, they have to create some sort of like a, a sonic, a honing, a honing beacon, some sort of some sort of a noise it makes just to help you out. But I, I had a couple shots. I, I nailed a couple of putts that were great, and I also had a drive on one hole. That I mean, it was a majestic, great. My drive. short game is pretty stellar. Yeah, I, yeah. I think my I can chip good too. I'm good. Yeah. With, I'm good with the the irons, the urns. Yeah, like what, like like your sevens, your nines, or even just on the base of the fucking green when you have to do yep. it when you pitch the ball up there. Yep. Yep. I'm pretty terrible in the dirt. Oh, oh, oh in the uh, in the in sand. a bunker. Ooh, 
that that is not a strength. I of can mine. I just do the thing where you just whack well, you into ha- the sand. They say you literally have to yeah. t- should take a full swing like it's like it's a drive and, and hit behind the ball just a little mm-hmm. bit, hit it fat, and then you had a bunch of sand go out along with the ball. I I didn't go into the bunker one yet once yesterday, which was nice. It, it's a short course. It's narrow though, so you can, you can easily lose balls there. You know, so you, you have to hit it pretty straight. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty much, I have, I have crappy clubs. And, and this is the first time I've golfed since August. It's been over six months since I golfed. I golfed out in Pasadena at a long course, and I got eaten alive because I need to have real clubs. I need to have some, but you got to make that, you got to make that uh, decision. You know, of like, am I going to make, if you buy clubs, buy used ones on Craigslist, people are always selling you're them. The, you're the king of used. Yeah, yeah, yeah get, get, get used clubs because it's fine. You don't have to, you know. Because, but the problem is, you have to say to yourself, "All right, then I got to go out here and I got I got to commit." You got to put it. Yeah, you have to at least go to the driving range. Yeah, at a minimum. I went to the driving range last weekend for the first time in a long time, and I actually hit it relatively well. But my clubs are literally my clubs are like kids' clubs. They're teeny. They're they're like for a sixteen-year-old girl. I would imagine you you have like the twenties, like greatest game ever played, nineteen twenty U.S. Open clubs still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you have you literally have a three wood. I, I yeah, I have a fairway wood. You know, and then <laughs> do you? I have a fairway like wood. The, that, that's actually great. I, that's one of my favorite clubs. The three, the three fairway wood I can hit straight. I have good. a hybrid fairway. Well, it's it's a wood, but it's metal. Uh, it's like a hybrid. It's called a hybrid three, and it's just a fairway driver, and it's so good. Yeah, I have a couple Nike clubs. I have a good set of clubs, but they're in Chicago. I have no way to get them here aside from paying to get them shipped. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you definitely. So I'm, I might look into that. I might look into like a mass. If I can get a load of shit moved here for like three hundred bucks, like stuff that you have at, at, like yeah, your, at your house, yeah, my comic right? books, my golf clubs. If I can just how much it, how much would it be to get a little tiny U-Haul van to drive here? Well, where are they? Where are they located at? Where, where are they at right now? Your your clubs just I mean, outside I mean, Chicago. Well, like where's your stuff? Is it is it basically like at your? It's mom's at my place? mom's. Yeah. Okay. Is your mom still in Illinois or she in Indiana? No, she lives in Griffith, Indiana. But right across the border or something? or, or Yeah, a little further across. It's f- f- more uh, east. But yeah, northwest in, or northeast or northwest Indiana. Yeah, would be. exactly. I did do work there. The yep. region. Yep. That that area feels totally ignored by the rest of the state. You know? Well, because I think it's a little... Well, I think there's some racism going on, no, too. Gary is not exactly no, a high it, priority of... Uh, it's not. and I. But I also think that whole area is a little more liberal than the rest of the entire state. Just oh, I believe it's still that. Get, it's still got a little Chicago runoff. Yep. So, like... Yeah, because everyone talks about Indiana being this sweltering KKK state, and I'm just like, I kind of half grew up in Indiana, and like, yeah, there were like racist parents, but no, no more so than like in anyone Illinois else. too. Yeah, 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 yeah kind of the, the fucking same. '90s. Everyone was racist, you know. <laughs> the whole like, I think the northern part of the state of Indiana, you know, where Buttich is from, whatever from Buttigieg, you know, it, it is Mayor Petey. I, I feel like that sort of. If there is progressive, can be a word used to describe Indiana. That's going to be whereas the southern part of Indiana, I think, is very, very redneck, extremely redneck. But anyway, yeah. So I golfed, and I was, I was happy about it. But again, do I want to make the leap? Do I want to get the clubs and then say to myself, I have to golf like once a week? I got to at least go to the range once a week or go golf. Because then you have to get a membership and stuff like that. There are good public courses here, and and I liked it because it's a good, it's good exercise. It's a hilly course. That I played, so you're going up and down. So, we golfed in an hour and forty minutes, which that's fast. That uh, that's fast. Golf. That really is. Did you walk or were you taking we carts? We walked. 
You surprised know. CJ is a walker. Oh, you know, he, I think it's it's probably his main form of exercise that he does. You know, so he uh, he can hit the ball pretty well too. But uh, yeah, so that that I, I did golf. I golfed this weekend. You know, so that was a good thing. Been been productive. You know, happy about that. Nice. You know, uh, you know, been doing a lot of stuff. You know, w- worked in the script again today. Watch that Wilder fight. I watched the Wilder Fury fight yet last night. So a lot of people, I'm not a big boxing guy, but also a lot of people assumed Wilder was going to win, right? Yeah, I, I kind of because he's undefeated. Right? They're both undefeated. They drew, had a draw the last time, but frankly, they, they've had like 19 rounds of boxing, and Fury has won like 14 of those rounds. He's a traveler. He's a gypsy. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, he, he's from a traveling clan. He's, like those, there's people who like make YouTube videos of just like this is Billy O'Flanahan calling you <laughs> out. I'm here on the U.S. Highway. <laughs> Come here with your club and your bag and your son, and we'll do it. Yeah, it is. He's. he's I guess he identifies more as English. You know, because but he he came into the song. Also, don't call me gypsy. He came into the. Now pa- I'm doing it like a Jamaican. Yeah, I know. I so you're you're kind of losing it a bit there, but you're kind of a little. Yeah, I was going to say something, but you know, I didn't want to. I don't want to put you down. I I, I want to yes and you. I don't, don't want to suppress what your impulses are, Keith. I want you to succeed. I want you to do well. But no, it, it was. Uh, uh, he came into the song, uh, "Crazy" by Patsy Cline. That <laughs> that was his entrance song. Like in this really slow, he came in uh, with a crown on because he's called the Gypsy King. He had a crown on with this horrible cape. It looked like something you'd buy at like a cheap, uh, you know, a uh, 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 party store or something. You know, he came in, but but he was being carried on <laughs> by like four people. Oh, on, I saw on, that on, on a throne. He's being uh, yeah. Carried. And the song "Crazy" is a slow song. It literally was like a four-minute lead-in. You know, there's a pursuit in downtown LA going on right now. Wow. Man, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a little OJ-ish, though. It's not too high speed. Yeah, that's why they got pursuit. This is not a high speed chase yet. This city has some crazy people, man. That's what's never surprising when crap like this goes on. You know, when there's some helicopter chasing someone down, it's just who knows. A lot of bank robberies, a lot of lunatics. I think. Dude, the cops had two people escape from them in the last two weeks. From from what? Meaning like they were, they were arresting people and then someone got away. They had some. They were doing a high speed chase like this, and some dude went into a casino and then ran out the back and got into a cab, and was and, able to get and away. They lost him, and then that's a good place to go to. There's a lot of people in a casino. They arrested a potential child trafficker, ooh, and then they lost him too. Ooh, yeah, it's whatever. There's a lot. What I have heard, and I could be wrong on this. What I have heard, L.A. L.A. I think has, if you include administration, beat cops, the captain all the way down, I think there's 50,000 police officers out here. 50,000. Chicago's got 17,000, you know, which is a lot. There's 50. There's like 42 helicopters in the fleet. God, we have, in we LA? have too many fucking helicopters. Wow. God, they love their chopper out here. It's like a 70s action movie. You well, know? just like Vietnam. Yeah. I could see how it is more effective than... Because there's a lot of traffic. You gotta so cover you, ground. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cut through the bullshit. One of my friends was like, "What's the whole point of that?" I was like, "Dude, they fucking put the spotlight. It's it's hard yes. to hide when you have a helicopter shining the fucking surroundings." And helicopters go a couple hundred miles an hour. You they know, shine. You, you, you can just go through. You know, the helicopters, Adam. They shine. <laughs> What's that from? Is fucking that? Scatman Carruthers. Oh, 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 oh and the, the shining. shining. <laughs> they shine. The helicopters shine. <laughs> Sad. 
But anyway, with uh, just to let you all know, that's a callback to previous episodes of a character. Uh, if Ray Lewis were a Black Panther and he was being interviewed by Sal Palatonio from ESPN, they're talking about you know the the lockout of like five or six years ago. There might be a lockout coming up. Did you well, see? Well, the, I know the collective bargaining agreement is being negotiated, and right the now. players are not about it. Well, uh, and they, the NFL uh, is saying it's a great deal. Well, of course they are, because because they, they, they're trying to again. They got to squeeze every dollar well, out. They want to add two God. games. Well, they want to add a game. They want to add make it a seventeen game and then season. add a bye week, right? Oh, I, they better add a bye week because then you'll get two extra playoff teams too. Well, yeah, they're going to get extra playoff teams, seventeen week season because they want two wild card rounds, right? I think I think that's how it is. Uh, I was watching it this past week on CBS on the CBS Sports app, and they were saying how like yeah that seventeenth game it's like, you know a lot of the players are just they, their bodies get by the end of the season. Think about it, your team from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, one third of your starters are out, if not half. Oh yeah, you know so it's just like you better have a second bye week in there. They used to have two buys back in the mid-90s, 94, 95, but people didn't like it. You know? But if you have an extra game, then they're going to get rid of a preseason game too. Plus, so I think teams three- are more quicker to sit a player. Like even the last couple of years with Mitch and the Bears, he missed a couple games. Yeah. Like, And I think five years ago, Hit pointer wouldn't be a good enough reason to yeah. take him out of a game. Thirty and have him out years for ago, was like get out there unless yeah. the bone is protruding out of and your skin and a compound fracture. They took him out. He damn near played a hit pointer. Like either it was a bad hit pointer, or they're getting good enough with injuries to where they were like, I don't care if there's two minutes left in the game. Like you're coming out. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not gonna dislike. I don't even know what a hit pointer is. Is that yeah. just like he got hit hard in the hip? Yeah, like a I, bruise on the bone. Yeah, like, like probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I think it is something like that. Oh, also some of uh, Bears news. Uh, he got surgery on his shoulder. Trubisky the, the non the non throwing one. Oh, the wait. one that he hurt this season. Oh yeah, the, against the Vikings. So it looks like he was playing all season with a very hurt non throwing shoulder, uh, yeah. which. It affects your performance. Well, I, I like agree. <laughs> I agree. You're injured. I mean, it's like you're going to get hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's going to hurt like hell. You know, did, did he have like a separated shoulder? Or did he have like uh, a torn meniscus or a torn uh, labrum or something? Oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yep, he fell yep. on it like this. Like exactly. it was so it stretched it out and, and it like, like went up when he fell. It was against the Vikings. Daniel yep. Hunter shoved him down. I was just so worried that it was going to be a dislocated shoulder because that's the season. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you have a bum shoulder, dude, in football, you're going to take hits on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just these guys who play injured or play hurt, you know, it's just like injured you can't play. Hurt, I think the expectation is you still play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is hurt. Everyone is nicked up. Everyone's got a bad ankle. Everyone's got a shitty shoulder. Everyone's got a couple ribs that are messed up. It's just like you – but but if you're injured mm-hmm. I mean you used to, I mean back in the day literally it was like you had to be carried off the field like Vince Lombardi you ever see when players got hurt in the 60s they didn't have like a medical staff guard oh, like no. two players would like pick them up and like let's bring them off the field Fucking you know what I mean cauterizing clothes with cigarettes <laughs> and shit <laughs> exactly they, they had a sodding a solder iron out there you know, yeah like, but doing surgery right there but uh, the, the pursuit is still going on wild just in general I think even in life like my grandpa when my f- aunts and uncles would have like you know when you bruise your fingernail and you yeah. get blood underneath it a little yeah. bit yeah they my grandpa would uh take a fucking drill bit and slowly drill to into the top the of their feet out? to relieve the pressure yeah yeah and like my my family said like it would feel better after yeah but at the time he's drilling into your fucking fingernail <laughs> we're like but that's how it was there was no sophisticated like let's take you to the doctor we'll yeah. let it like yeah 
some sort of painless thing. It was like, no, we're going to fucking, we're going to bleed that bitch. <laughs> so sort of like leeching. This, that, that's what I'm hoping in the future when they look back on this time period and say, wow, they used to use chemotherapy to, to deal with cancer. Because chemo is just, it's literally primitive. You're literally killing healthy cells and cancerous cells at the oh, same yeah. time. It's brutal. Well, a uh, friend of the show, Todd Massey, just lost his dad yesterday. Really? Cancer, hospice. Same, and he was telling me the same thing, dude. Like, Oh, I'm so sorry. If you're listening, Todd, sorry, man. I'm thinking about you. Wow, how long has his dad been sick, do you know? Was it a pretty recent development, like in the past year? It or was. Or? Well, he's been. It's been off and on for a couple of years, but uh, I would say in the last month, he said four, it was four weeks of hospice, and then even when I went out for Christmas, he was like, "Dude, it's not good." Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he was doing chemo, Ugh. and his heart was bad, so I guess they told him like the chemo's working, but it's also killing you. Ugh. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> Those are the options. Like, geez, what, what type of cancer did he have? Do you know? I think, I think it might have been like pancreas or some shit. Ooh, like pancreatic it's, it's cancer. Not, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's never good. Exactly. Well, but there are yeah. some cancers where they're like they can deal with you, it before they tell you. They're just like, oh, we got it, we got it early. There's yeah. a way to. But I think this one, it was, it was either going to be very costly to beat it, or it was just like, you know. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. No. You know, speaking of that, I got to give a call to my dad. I, even though my dad mentally is just not, he, I can't have a conversation with him anymore. But I got to call up just, and, and to be supportive to his, his girlfriend, who's basically his live-in caretaker. My father should be in a nursing home. He cannot, mm. t- he falls down constantly. He has to wear depends. I mean, he's at that point in his life. How he's, old is he? He's 77. It's getting there. But, but he is, That's he is, diaper age. Yeah. He, he's old 77 too. This is a man who never worked out. There was no Men's Health magazine in 1973 on a flight going I would from love that to be the, to the trailer of a movie where this is a man yeah. that never worked out. <laughs> I mean, he literally, I mean, it was just drinking and eating. That's all it was, you know, and just and well, working. You know, I mean, that's like a classic 80s mentality right you know, there. Well, yeah, he was, he was, uh, uh, particularly the 70s, dude. He was such a 70s dad. He was such That's a like 70s some boomer dad. shit. I think it was yeah. Tim Dillon was talking about how it was just a, it's a generation of consumers. Yeah. What, the boomers? Yeah. yeah In what, every what? sense of like just sucking down sodas and fucking yeah. government cheese type food. And <laughs> not, not that you guys had government cheese, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. preservatives really took off in yes. the 60s and 70s. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, no, it was a post-World War II thing. And definitely like a, the diet now, there definitely is. If you want to, you can seek it out. You can get a much better diet now than you could 30 years ago, 40 years ago, without a doubt. There's no doubt about it. And it was even stigmatized more. I remember when I was a kid, if you went on a diet, they borderline called you a fan. <laughs> You're a border. Oh, here it's ending. It's ending. The cop rammed him. What if they kill him? Wow, on TV? man, this this dude is still doing it. Well, that was earlier. Now we got live. Wow. Yeah, see, now they got the spotlight on him. W- w- where's he going? I he mean, got to East LA. Holy shit, man! Yeah, some guys, some guys run. Some guy popped out. Right, he ran across the. Oh my yeah, Lord. he was there. Well, he hit that guy. That wow. guy's gonna have to stop now. He's gonna be Jeez. late. Yeah, it's crazy. That has to suck balls. You're just on your way home from work, and you're just like, God damn it. I know. I got to go. That's a classic L.A. moment. You could have went around yeah, me. Absolutely. That is how bad L.A. drivers are. Even in the pursuit of police, he still couldn't effectively go around a car. 
Yeah, man. People don't pull over to the side quite as quickly, you know, as they do in Chicago. Got a guy just waiting for the bus. This was the most exciting part of his day. <laughs> yeah, man. So no, but we were saying though about the cancer thing. Yeah, man. My mom. My mom. That's how she got it, man. That's how she died. You know, cancer was. And it's rare. Not, that doesn't run in my family. She was the first person on either side of my family uh, to die of cancer. You know, first person on either side. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy. She had bone cancer, too, which is brutal. Oh, and that has to be a painful one because, it like, you brutal. basically have cancer of your structure. I mean, it is. She, well, two of her vertebrae were basically hollowed out. The cancer just ate through two of her vertebrae. Oh. You know, so she broke her back. I was going to say it probably just it's, collapsed yeah, exactly. on each other. It, it, it was like accordion style, you know, and just... And, and I mean, the last two months of her life, she just had two morphine drips, one going into her arm and one going into her cancer. And her well, back. that's what I told. I asked Todd, like, He's, what, what? Like, I was like, I know what hospice is, but like, what is the purpose of it? And he goes, dude, it's he goes, it's all just a series of end of life medicines. Yeah. And, pa- and pain management. Of like, stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. And just and basically trying to make it as pleasant as possible. Why, why you expire, you know? So I think hospice workers are like righteous people. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for my mom actually died at home. She was in hospice like two months earlier. Well, Todd dead too, yeah. You he know, was at, well, he was in hospice. Yeah. So what, what was it, hospice? So they came to his yeah, yeah. hospital bed in the living room. Yep. Yep, exactly. Wow. That's basically what my mom, my mom was in like sad. sad. Let me tell you something sad. No, with the collective bargaining agreement, switching from cancer, which is a downer, to a collective bargaining agreement, which is... We're back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think See, this is good. We break off. We come back. Exactly. We're keeping it... We're getting professional, too. We're not going to lose our train of thought. I also think, too, we're 20 minutes in. I think in about 25, we'll take a break. Yeah. Charge up. Exactly. Come back and do another 20 or so or half an hour or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good. good I want to treat it more like a radio show. Like we got a break coming up. I won't hit. I won't stop recording. I'll just let it record through the break. Sure. Then edit it up. Yeah. That's good. So. But the collect. Yeah. I don't know much about it, but I think that that's a big sticking point. The I know like I watch. Well, that is the thing from what I because I watched the Pat McAfee show, who was a former punter for the Colts. Uh, Who uh, he's great for for the uh, for the Bengals, too, wasn't he? No, only Colts. I thought that was he the guy who scored like the high the high exam on the, on the Wonderlick test. I don't. I could know. be wrong. No, is there someone else? But okay, for the Colts. Yeah, well, yeah. But, what's his? I'm he's curious. Great. I've never heard of well, him. Well, he has his own like sports radio show now. He does his like his own podcast. He was even as a player, his social media was fucking dope. And I even think a part of the reason he retired was because the league was cutting off. They were going to make him get off social media because he was generating revenue from social God. media. The and league is just such an oppressive thing. Yeah, man. it's just the shield. So I man. think he was like, "Don't cross the shield." So he was like, "Well, I'm getting old anyway." Like he was, he was a punter. I mean, you can be a punter for 35 years. Yeah, exactly. He was like 11 years in the league, and then you got a good run. But then he was just like, "I'm, I can make more money tweeting and playing Twitch video games on Twitch." Wow. The punter for the Colt, for the punter wow. for the Vikings, was a big woke oh, activist. Oh yeah, the the guy who, from UCLA. Yeah. God, what was his he name again? He definitely retired because he was a twitcher. He was like playing video games for money. Yeah. And the NFL was like, you have to stop. And he was like, dude, I make the league minimum. Like, wait, 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 no. Wait, wait, yeah. What was his name again? Cluey. Chris Cluey. Chris Cluey. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was like big on like gay marriage and mm-hmm. shit. He's like, hey man, it's fine. He's super woke. Yeah. 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 He was like the woke. Well, of course he's gonna be a. Punter. Even now, I think I might have unfollowed him because he gets he's wild, dude. Like. 
everything. Like he's a social justice warrior. He is interesting, which is Hunter. good. Yeah. It's very anti NFL. You wouldn't expect that from yeah. any sort of NFL player. Yeah. But Pat McAfee was reporting on this, and he was saying that the players are kind of being quiet about what they don't like about it, and they're just kind of being like, "Well, we just don't like the deal," and the, and that the and it's bad PR on their part that the NFL is kind of getting out there and being like, "This is what's great about the deal. This is what's great." Yeah, you, and then you, the NFL players' associations being like, "Well, we're not commenting on it now." Why well, can well? And McAfee was like, "Well, you should." Yeah. Like yeah. you should be telling the people why this is a bad deal because yeah. from the public standpoint, it looks like you're just being a bunch of babies here. Well, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not terribly impressed by is it Demetrius Smith? Is he is he the um the the uh the players association um you we should know his name. That's a bad thing that we don't know his name right away. That gives you an indication how poorly they've done their PR. Yeah, they got to get out there and say that stuff. Uh, the league isn't nearly. I mean, dude, when I was growing up, uh, the 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 players union was actually a real thing. Like in the seventies well, and eighties, who was the longtime guy in the Gene Upshaw? Gene Upshaw, he was good, wasn't yeah, he? Well, I mean, I think that he was. I I think they were much more militant about things. The the thing that Gene Upshaw gave up in a collective bargaining in the strike of eighty seven, I believe, was guaranteed contracts. Football contracts used to be guaranteed, but they ain't guaranteed anymore. Eighty three to oh eight. Well, portions of them are. Yeah, yeah, but 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 not like it's not like baseball where it's like man, if you get the well, they're even know. talking about even with Mitch more Bears stuff like links because his fifth year option. That's the big debate right now in Chicago is even if he throws for five thousand yards. Has the three years before that been worth the five-year option? No. If he throws for 5,000 yards, you give him a fifth-year option. Yes, if he absolutely. throws for four, you give him the fifth-year option. Well, we'll see how he plays. Um, He's got to get to that but, second read, Keith. But people are even saying, well, he needs to get – I hope he third. takes the time to rest from his shoulder surgery. He needs to watch tape and read defenses better. And the, yep. and the coach even said, and that's why people got annoyed at Nagy because all season Nagy was talking about how fucking prepared Mitch was and yeah, like yeah. we're just taking it's just taking us a long time to get used to it. And then the press conference at the end of the season, he goes, "Yeah, Mitch wasn't hasn't figured out how to read defenses yet." And and he, and he yeah. said he goes, "That's my goal for Mitch is he needs to become a master at reading defenses." Well, uh, that's basically call, it's calling them out. Yeah. I mean, it's calling them out in the public, you know. And they're going to sign a backup to light a fire under them. They're not ass. coddling him anymore. Yep. It's not going to. Because yep. for the last two years, they've just been being like, we're riding with you, dude. Like, yeah. this yeah. is your team. And now they're going to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to fight for your job, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the fact is. This is senior year of college, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, the fact is, is that. In, in fairness to him, the fact that he only started 13 games, it, it's like what? Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill He's was He's a perfect that. mirror. Yeah, Ryan and I think Tannehill the Dolphins right now are kicking themselves in the dick for getting rid of him. Because he never really had an awful year. I thought he was a decent enough quarterback, but you know, some that organization was so dysfunctional. I actually think what they did, because I, I became a little bit of a fan of them because of Joe McMahon. What they did, they basically just redid the whole team. They were so bad in the first half of the season, they ended up winning five games, which I thought was impressive, mm -hmm. considering how absolutely shitty they were early in the season. They basically just blew it up, and I think they had 15 draft choices in this draft, including, I think, five first, second, and third round. You know what I mean? Like five in the first three rounds. Who ended so, up being their quarterback for the rest of the year? Oh, uh, they had what? Fitzpatrick? That, that journeyman. Oh, yeah. that well, they journeyman also have Josh Rosen, right? I think they have Arizona. Rosen, yeah. I and that was their big, like, they thought that was their big coup of, like, well, we're going we're gonna to swindle the Cardinals for Josh Rosen. Well, I, I think they're hoping Rosen would get towards a bunch of retired Jews in South Florida that was going to help them out a little bit. But I don't, I don't <laughs> think it really happened, you know. So, 
You know, I mean that that that, that did that just didn't work. I mean, I, I you know whatever. I think he's still young. You know, it's just uh, yeah. So so yeah, we will. They actually that whole decision to blow it up. And frankly, this is the truth. Keith shifting it to the NFC North. Uh, to key, uh, on that theme because we're both you're a vikes guy exactly. i'm a bear guy exactly so we know the division pretty well also i want to do a side note just in case because i do get yelled at amongst friends i know mitch trubisky is an is not been good <laughs> i'm just a super bears fan so like <laughs> when i say things like he's an mvp and he's the greatest i know he's not yeah <laughs> like i know it's but, a goof but i'm goof. going to keep saying it I like Mitch Trubisky. I want him to do well. Okay. <laughs> Good. So, like, uh, I, I just wanted to – so if people are sitting at home being like, does this guy really think he's an MVP? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I know, he's, I know he's going to be very good at best. Well, I, I tell you. But we can win a Super Bowl with very good. <laughs> well, yeah. With that D? Yeah, well, I hope they're healthy. Hicks better be healthy, Leonard man. Leonard Floyd's got to get it, put some meat on his bones. You know, it's funny. People were kind of, you know, they said, you know, something Floyd, because he's opposite of, of Mac. Dude, that he should have like 10 to 12 sacks every year, and he has like seven. Yeah. Five. It's not, you know, it's, I think he's a, you're right, though. He's thin. It's, it's that small Jason Taylor build that, Sometimes those guys are great athletes. Other times they just get enveloped by a three hundred and thirty pound, def- you know, offensive tackle. You know, it's but they, the, the the components of the defense are obviously there. It's still there, you know. So they got to be healthier. But that's also related. They were on the field so long because they couldn't sustain any drives, so they got ground down. You know. But my point is with the Vikings, if they truly had bold, smart leadership, which they don't have, <laughs> which they don't have, uh, they would kind of blow it up actually right, right. now. Uh, and they would say, okay, because what his cousin's got twenty million dollars well, next at, year. He's got twenty-seven million guaranteed. But you know, some now that's like sixth highest paid quarterback. Two years ago, I think he was yeah. the high, one of the highest. Well, he didn't have a bad year either. He could play, threw he, for four he, grand. He was, he was decent. Threw this, for four grand, twenty-eight touchdowns, twenty-six or and six picks. I thought he actually. I mean, he won a playoff game on the road in New Orleans, which I did not expect them to win. I thought he played relatively well this year. I really was down on him early in the year. I did not like well, that, six that bear the, game. Four of those six interceptions were like in the first three weeks. Well, or and, something and, all, like and that. actually, the bear. He was so fucking bad against the Bears. God, he was he bad in that first game against the Bears. It was just like he got dominated. They, that they the lost game sixteen to hurt, six. Right? Yeah, they lost sixteen to six. That actually, I think hurt. They beat their him chances. twice this year, right? Yeah, they beat him the last game of the season too. But I mean, when's that, the that, last time they ran the house on him like? that well they did did the previous year my whole (laughs) life the bears vikings has kind of been secondary to bears packers like yeah everybody always shits their pants about bears lions on thanksgiving like but (laughs) to me those viking games are big like i remember some of those insignificant years yeah like i was saying a few like a month ago on the podcast one of my greatest memories was I forget what year it was. I think it was 07-08. It was Bears-Vikings in the snow, and the Bears won the game like at the last fucking minute. Uh, well, wasn't was it in 09 that the Vikings actually no, lost to the Bears? it was before that because I lived in Sock Village, so I was, build, I was bowling. Like, I was in, like, eighth grade or something. It might have been, like, 04 or something like that. I, I, I don't remember a snow game. Let me see. Let me look it up. I just know that the Vikings... The Vikings never fucking play well in Soldier Field. I mean, ever play well. It is a house of hoarders. In the last 20 years, they've won there three times, Keith. I think they're 3-17. and 17. Maybe 4-16 and 16 in Soldier Field. That's terrible. That is terrible football. Damn, dude. Here, I'll, I'll find it. I'm just going to... 
but I remember I remember it being like I just remember those Bears Viking games. Like I remember Warren Moon being on the Vikings. Yes. Yeah. I remember of Bears Vikings game where I went with my dad and his boss to go pick up roofing like they were doing a job and they yeah. needed to go to this place where you buy like shingles and all the yeah. shit for the job. Exactly. And I remember on the way there we were listening to the Bears game and Robert Smith was walking all over the fucking Bears. Yeah. It yeah. was like ni- I it may have been 99. 98 yeah. or 99 yeah. like real piss poor 4 and 12 bears yeah and, and the vikings were like good they were the randy moss bear or vikings yeah the, yeah before moss it was definitely it might have been 97 or 97 98. yeah because 98 was moss's first yeah, year it was 96 or 97 then because i remember it was like people were kind of like not shocked that the vikings were winning but it was even as the bears were shitty it was like you got to beat the vikings yeah. like they're not <laughs> that like brad johnson yeah. was the quarterback yeah. still yeah Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring. He started yeah. for the, the 0-2 Buccaneers. Yep. He's one of the, he's like Trent Dilfer. People talk about Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson was a, was a consummate game manager, you know. But uh, he's got that quarter that touchdown I think on the Vikings where he throws the ball, it gets batted down, he catches it and it, then throws it again. Well, no, he, no, he caught it and then ran it in yeah. for a touchdown. Yeah, no, he was he actually had some moments and flashes. Uh, he benefited from having two Hall of Fame wide receivers in his career. I mean, that, that totally helped him with Chris Carter and Randy Moss. But if the Vikings had any visionary leadership, Keith, they would, uh, they would, uh, um, they'd blow it up. Actually, they're going to cut Xavier Rhodes. You know, they're going to get rid of him. They may, they probably. I don't know if they're going to. Um, they have an option on Everson Griffin's contract. I don't know if they're going to sign him again. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're going to really change some things. Okay, you know? so it was two thousand and three Bears thirteen Vikings ten on December fourteenth. 2003? Yeah, let's see the game set. Bears, Bears, what was the score? 13-10. Bears won, right? Yeah, I think it was I, a field goal. I, I, I remember off. that game. Because I was bowling. I bowled like a 205. I was Jesus. Just, I was just by myself because my aunt was a drunk and she would just chill at the bowling alley. There was a bar. Yeah. And I remember being there with her. Yeah, and yeah. they had a TV on in an adjacent bar and they had it loud enough to where I could listen to it. And I remember people being like, oh, my God. What, what, what pissed me off about that game, I'll, I'll never forget. I, I was watching that game at my place with Jason Fever and Sean Cole drinking Bloody Marys. Watching that game. The Vikings, their punter, Lee Johnson was a punter, a left-footed punter they had for one game. He dropped a snap. I, I cannot stand it when someone does an obviously glaring mistake like that. It literally drives me up a wall when a football team does that. It just annoys the shit out of me when that happens. I can't handle it. Oh, just, I, I'll never forget that game. Oh, Vikings yeah, that's what that. happened. Vikings never win games. They never win in Soldier Paul, Field. It was 13-3 Bears. Paul Edinger. Paul Edinger kicked a field goal. And then the Bears missed a field goal, and then fucking Culpepper threw a touchdown to Moss to get it to thirteen to ten, and then it was punt, 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 and then they picked the ball off with three fifty one, and then could couldn't score, uh, and then the Bears got the ball back. Oh, oh, the, the Vikings got a turnover too and didn't score. Yeah, yeah, well, that's unsurprising. That I'm telling you, they they never. I repeat, they. Never win in Soldier Field. They won when it was Peterson's rookie. You remember that game? That was the Hester Peterson game, which was a yes. great game. I mean, there was huge plays going on across the entire field. That that's when I was like, oh my god, Adrian Peterson is truly an amazing football player. It blew me away. Like that was he had two hundred and twenty yards rushing and three touchdowns that game. He also had a forty five yard kickoff return. Man, you're right. Oh three Bears twenty seven Vikings twenty three first game at home. Yeah, yeah. The Vikings never 
ever win in Soldier Field. They never win. That might have even been when they played at the Universe when they were playing in Champaign. Uh, they played in Champaign in 02, I know, because I was in Europe traveling and that game was on. And I watched a little bit of that at a bar in Madrid. In Spain, they had it on. And, and all these British guys were like, turn off women's rugby. I turn off. This might actually be the game I'm talking about because this was 27-23 and Jim Miller threw a touchdown. It would, They were down 23-13. And then Jim Miller throws a touchdown. or and That's when they had the A train, Anthony Thomas, 23-20. And then Jim Miller throws it to David Terrell and they won 27-23. And then the Bears caused a fumble. It, to end the game well, it, and it, it, that 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 actually might be the game so it might have been 03 but it was that era yeah yeah was that i'm sure it was culpepper who probably fumbled culpepper fumbled i guess he had really small hands for a guy his size he had really small hands so he couldn't uh he couldn't hold on to the ball particularly yep. well. he used to fumble all the fun michael time. bennett also fumbled but he didn't lose uh, it michael bennett now in the federal pen by the way really yeah yeah <laughs> he's he, he's in the gray bar hotel michael bennett the Gray Bar Hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's got an eight-year stint in the Gray Bar Hotel. He was involved in a big like fraud scheme, like a big. I don't know if it was a credit card fraud, but it was a big like Ponzi scheme that was a total scam. I mean, and, and like I think built millions of dollars. You know, uh, by the way, the female uh uh uh, uh whatever uh weekend uh, anchors here in, in L.A. are very pretty women. They are. Very pretty well, yeah. women. I mean, you got to look good. Well, I guess out here, especially, they boot you off TV the second you get a little ugly. So that's these, yeah. these bitches got to stay stacked, God, doggy. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're young, you know. There's no doubt about that. It's hilarious, God. This this area is so goofy. But I mean, look we'll at her. Do a Ooh, run. This Asian woman here, yeah. Asian. She's Susie Su. They oh. uh, people send her mail all the time. They have to have like security guards. Fucking she's, she's got like stalkers and shit. And shit. Oh yeah. God, what, what a creepy thing. And it's probably all just shit like, can I take a take a picture of your feet and tweet it to me or yeah, something yeah, some like that? <laughs> a lot of people like feet, dude. Yeah. Yeah, weird little fetishes. Yeah. You know? I, I just want a woman just to give me a hug. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? that, that uh, if who, there's any, uh, before we go to break. Oh, uh, that's, three, that, that, that's Jim Craig. This is the 80 Olympic team. That's Jim Craig. Yeah, this is the 80 Olympic team. Mike Ruzioni's probably so in So this is a perfect thing to hit on. This is a yes. perfect thing to tease before the break. We can even pump this up a little bit, get some shit going They're, they're the showing break. the USA, showing, Soviet so Union. So this, this was like the anniversary of it. And oh, yeah, yeah, because it's February. And a lot of people were bummed because Trump had him at a rally, and I guess a lot of these fuckers are Trumpers now. God. Yeah, well, that's not that's not totally surprising. And it's the, not it's not surprising. Everybody was like, "I can't believe it," and it was just like, "Dude, it was America in the '80s." Like it was nineteen. This these was dudes, like a, these dudes hate Russia so much. With, with that, 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 that's why they shouldn't support Trump. They, yeah, I know. but they think it's a lie. Oh no, it's a, that's just a big media lie. No, 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 no. The Russians have helped Donald Trump. Plus, I wonder you know? if any if a lot of these guys became successful businessmen. Yeah, uh, and uh, but I know the captain is a big Trumper. Mike uh, Ruzioni. Yeah, and people yeah. were like, "Oh, dude!" Like a lot of my people my age lost respect for him because the movie Miracle. There he is, right yeah. there. Yep. Because the movie Miracle on and that's Ice. That's Mark Johnson on the right. He went to Wisconsin. The guy in the far right there. Oh, there you go, Rammer. Because the movie Rama. Because the movie Mir- Miracle on Ice with Kurt Douglas, or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. The fuck. Yeah. That was a big when I was a kid. Like that reminded a whole new generation about the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember watching this. I was 11 years old. This was a big deal. Here's Lake what it was Placid, like back then. See? Here's what it was like back then. The, oh, good little pass. Was this Placid? Yeah, Lake Placid. But look at the ice in the corner. It's like it's a kind of slushy looking. It, it, it was, 
But here's what, what, what TV was like for coverage for athletics back then, Keith. This was on tape delay. They didn't have it live. So I was watching on tape delay, and like, and everyone was like, and 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 it kind of seeped out. But I, I was isolating myself. I didn't want to know who won. It was a very tense game. Mm-hmm. Very tense game. Second and third period when there was the break, it was on ABC Channel Seven. Renee Poussant in, in the D.C. area, she was a a, a, a a broadcaster, was like, "USA scores a victory," and it was just like. You totally, you just ruined it. Spoiler alert. And and literally, when that happened, she came, and then it was like a quick cut, like a flash. You know, she said, USA scores a victory. And then it cut away. They went back a minute later, and she apologized. She's like, I'm sorry about that. She apologized to people. She's like, sorry, I let the cat out of the bag on that one. That's so funny. You know, because, I mean, this Now, were the... Was the USA like not good? Like was this like a no, what, Cinderella run? No, what it was is the Russians were the best team, and I mean they would beat the Stanley Cup champion team. I mean that that's how. So it was a bunch of college kids they were who beat on, them. They were the Stanley Cup champions, probably. What? what who the? Uh, like the, I'm saying, a lot of the Russian players probably played in the NHL. No, not then because the wall didn't come down okay. yet, man. So there was all it was. I mean, this was Cold War politics. At its oh, height, so this you was know? pure. Oh, so. Uh, I wonder, let me put this into context, when guys like uh, the fucking, a lot of those fucking Russian defenders that the Red Wings got when those guys got into the league and when... Well, that was all Ser- early 90s. Sergei, Sergei Fedorov. Fedorov. Yeah, and who was like, great. even fucking, who's the dude that the fucking Penguins had, the goal scorers? Yager. Yarmir Yager, yeah. Y- Yager, yeah, like yeah when wall. those guys got in the league, people were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh no, the talent and, 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 and the quality of hockey went up a notch when the wall came down. A lot of these Russian guys, some of these guys at the end of their career played in the NHL. A couple guys played for the Red Wings like in the mid-90s who played in this game in 1980. I mean, they were an excellent. I mean, they were they they beaten the USA a month and a half earlier in an exhibition, ten to three in hockey. I mean, they just smoked them. So it was, but you know, it's, there was bullshit hockey goals going on, you know, and, and they tightened up. You know, I mean, there was like a, that guy Mark Johnson had a goal at the end of the first period. Literally, it was like the goaltender I think was like literally had let his guard down, and it was like, oh shit, the puck's coming at me, goal. You know, it was like one. Of the, it was like literally a second before the horn went off. You know, it was like, there was a lot of bullshit. It's like, interesting to me that there was a time when people actually cared about the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics used to be fun. And I mean, that was the bead-level Olympics. The Winter Olympics are the bastard. Yeah, yeah, but but that was it was because of the fucking Cold War. Then that was, a, that was an avenue where the USA and the Soviet Union could actually compete. Cause right. Because those were the competing visions that were trying to dominate the planet. You know, so it was like the, the last good Summer Olympics was 76. I, when the 80 Olympic team, when they, when they boycotted that, you know, it's just like, and then the Russians boycotted in '84. It lost all of its pizzazz. You know, not all of it, but I mean, I like the Olympics, but it's just not what it was. You know, I mean, that there was genuine like competition going on. '72, '76, '68 mm-hmm. Olympics. It was a real like, I mean, this was a, a forum for you know competing. Well, also, philosophies. I wonder if uh, people liked, especially international hockey, because the NHL was boring. Like it was well, six teams. It was like no, for, it wasn't for six a while. Teams. Well, the the, the expansion was like sixty-seven. That's 67. late, dude. I know, I know, I know. And then it most expanded pro, again, like pro, in the seventies. The NBA and the MLB all had twenty-plus teams. The NFL yeah. had fifteen teams by then. Yeah, like, oh yeah, even more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think by that time it had uh, yeah, twenty-four teams. I think because there was th- there were three sixteen. Like I think that puts in, I think that puts into context how even though the the sport and the league were as old. How bastardized and in third place hockey was. Oh yeah, or in fourth, uh, fourth place. place, absolutely. You know, it totally was. But it was, uh, it, you know, that definitely created some interest in it. You know, people didn't know the game that well. 
I mean, all the kids were from like Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Massachusetts. That's basically where they were from. Like, I know? remember it was rare that my dad was a huge Blackhawks fan. Like, my and even not even my whole family, my dad yeah. and my uncle Tom were cared about cared about the Blackhawks. Massive hockey fans yeah. growing up. When I was a kid, I thought. Pat Foley, the guy who does play-by-play to the Black for the Blackhawks to this day. There's only been four seasons where he was not the play-by-play guy, and he and when he wasn't for the Blackhawks, he was play-by-play for the Chicago Wolves. Yeah, I thought he called every hockey game. Like that, that was just like his, I just associated the his Kings voice and stars with and then the, NHL yeah. hockey. Yep, yep. No, he's he's good, absolutely. But I tell you, what, yeah, let, 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 let's take a little break. Take a little break, yep. guys. Yep. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Coming on back. Hey guys, it's me again. I know you were just listening to me and Adam. Uh, thanks for listening. We're in the middle of a break here. Coming back here in a few seconds. Uh, just reminding you, if you like what we do here and you want to help us out in the biggest way you can, it's not money, it's not anything. All you need to do is rate review and subscribe to the podcast go to itunes click subscribe uh five star review uh five star whatever the fuck like light us up with those reviews it really helps when it comes to the algorithms and where itunes places us uh in the standings um so yeah that's all you need to do uh again thank you for listening to the podcast adam and i are so grateful for anybody who uh takes time out of the week to listen to us ramble for an hour plus uh yeah so that's about it uh thanks for listening thanks for your continued listenership and if you're a new listener welcome back to the show all right yeah, we're back. like to hear back from break we herb were, brooks aka kurt russell the doing game of miracle on ice finished uh they they applied some modern day stats to it the united states had 10 shots the whole game compared <laughs> to russia's 39 they should have lost 10 to, to oh yeah they, like they lost earlier i mean yeah. and if you ever watch the highlights <laughs> craig who was like deep this hero because he was the goalie there are times he's literally not even moving, and the puck is past him, hitting the pipe. They hit the pipe like three or four times. Well, those are also game. stats that ruin things because that makes you realize, like, oh, well, this team wasn't that good. Well, yeah, I mean, like I, I, they shouldn't—they technically shouldn't have won. No, of course they shouldn't have won. We stole this from you Russia. We—they stole our election. We stole their fucking Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> you know, but they—they they didn't win the. This wasn't the gold medal game either. People don't realize that the gold medal game was against Sweden. Pelly Lindbergh was. Did the we hammer goal. them? Uh, actually, yes, they pelted them. Yeah, they, I think they beat them like six to two or they something. Pelted they, us. But but it was I think Pelly Lindbergh, the deceased Pelly Lindbergh, was the goaltender of the, of the Swedish team. He died. He was a goaltender for the for the Flyers, and he was a great no, goaltender. Were, were Swedes so Russia and Germany, where the wall was up, were or like the Eastern Bloc, were the only countries that weren't in the NHL. Correct. When you say weren't in the NHL, I, I don't even like know. were Swedish players playing in the NHL. Uh, there were some Swedish players and in like the NHL. Ukrainian players and uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Behind the wall, they weren't. But but if you were in front of the wall, uh, I, I think that that might be the Swedish team right there. I could be wrong. But even like, but Russia had no wall. Like, why was the well, USSR? I mean, the, I mean yeah, the, well, I mean, they weren't allowed. People weren't allowed to move. They, they, they had total control over their personhood. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't travel. You know, you couldn't go so overseas. So during the era and, of communism, there wasn't a lot of like. It wasn't cool to like, hey, I'm gonna go play in the NBA. 
if you you weren't allowed to do it, it just so wasn't. So that's the allowed. same era of Peja Stoyakovich and like him fucking, coming in initially. And yep. who's the other dude? Who's the? I always said Vlade Divac was kind of Divac, a guy that, and who was the other guy? Uh, who was the legendary fucking dude who died? What? what, what uh, that, that's uh, that's not Stoyakovich. Uh, that's uh, uh, Drazen Petrovich. Drazen Petrovich. Yeah. And then, then there was also he was good. Yeah, right? he was a good player. Actually, totally. He was a thir- all. He was like third team All NBA when he died. A lot of people think he would have ended up being one of the greatest players ever. You know what else was good was uh, there, there was a center they had. Sabonis, who played for the, the Blazers. Arvidas Sabonis. You know? He was in the first basketball game I ever got for PlayStation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Were they, he, he was on that 92 team that lost to the uh, lost to the uh, Bulls, I believe. Blazers? He was also on the, uh, yeah, the Blazers team. His kid played for, uh, for whatchamacallit, played for uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, I, think he's in the, I think he's in the league now. They said when Sabonis was young, like pre-knee injuries, he was the best center in basketball. He was a Russian guy. And they showed highlights. He was completely fluid and could move and stuff. Antoine Jameson from that era. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good era to get into because like we were talking about getting back in from break. Uh, you remember when only amateurs were allowed to be in the Olympics. Oh, absolutely. That that, 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 that was I, – I think I'm still I – still, I think I still believe that. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> yeah, but that's why they sucked. Wait, well, well they, I mean, they weren't. Yeah, they, they weren't professionals. I mean, you, obviously, like, the dream. You mean team. to tell me the dream team wasn't fucking dope? Oh yeah, it was just dropping one twenty yeah. on fools. Yeah, yeah, they were blowing. It was amazing. That team was incredible. But yeah, I remember this hockey game. Yeah, they, they got outshot by twenty nine shots, and they had a couple of bullshit. I mean, it, it's whatever. They've made a life out of it. I'm sure they've talked about this for so long. They're going to talk about it till the day they die, you know? Well, yeah, it's all they couldn't make money on. You know, yeah, they must get some appearance fees and stuff. But oh, what, what NHL players were from the 80 USA team? We should look that up. What NHL players play? I believe, I believe Neil Broughton played on the 80 team, and he was a pretty good player for the North Stars in the 80s. The man who built America. But uh, I think it was Neil Broughton. I think. I mean, there was. NA, I think Mark Johnson played in the NHL briefly. But a lot of these guys weren't that great. You know, the league was very different then. It, 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 fighting was that was the big thing of hockey back then. Uh, the, the Oilers were definitely. Mark Johnson played for the Penguins. Yeah. The North Stars, the Whale. The Whalers. Yeah. Uh, the Blues and the Devils. Wow, he, oh, he had a long career. Rob then. McClanahan played for the Sabers, the Rangers, the Whale. And the rain and the Rangers again, but from seventy nine to eighty four, his career was fucking. Yeah, bad. yeah, exactly. A lot of these guys had kind of Jim Craig. Did he play for like? I, th- I want to say he played like uh, for the Flames, and then I think he might have also played. Jim Craig played for the Flames, the Bruins, yeah, and then the Boston. North Stars, yeah. But he had what like a four year seventy nine to eighty four. Yeah, yeah. They didn't a lot have... of these cocks didn't make it past eighty four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go back up to the top. Steve Kristoff. Played yeah. for the North Stars, the Flames, and the Kings. Uh, Neil Broughton. Broughton. What did I Broughton. Say, Neil Broughton. Yeah. P- played for the uh, North Stars. He actually played a long time. And there. the Dallas Stars. Yeah, 80 to 95. Then he played for the Devils, the Kings. Retired in 97. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he had a long career. A, I think he had, I want to say. So was he a good team for that? Was he a good player for the oh, USA yeah, yeah, team? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I, th- I think he had like between three and, did he have 500 goals in his career? Neil Broughton? Mark Pavl- Pavlovich. How, Pav- many, how, Pav- how many goals? Pavlich. If you can answer my, how many goals did Broughton have in his career? Do they say? I think he had like close to 500 goals. I could be wrong. That, that's a lot. That's a lot. But he was a good player. You know, I think he played for like the 81 North Stars who went to the Stanley Cup. Oh, he had a great mullet too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, Look at that hair. 
<laughs> How many career goals? Yeah. 289. Two AI. I five was too much. I was going to say 634 assists. He was an assist guy. Yeah. No, that, that's a lot of points. You know I mean? It, that's a successful career. You know, yeah, he, he was a he decent player. He scored 38 goals in eight, in the early 80s. He His first two years, he was a guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was a player. Yeah, and Neil then, Pratt was a good yeah, player. Yeah, he petered out. I mean, not 85, he had 29 goals. And then 80, 89, he had 23. And then he never got above 16. Like after that, yeah. yeah. He's probably a third-line guy after that fourth-line guy. But he played, I mean, I think he had probably one of the most successful NHL careers of everyone on the 80 team. You know, if I'm, I, uh, I think other guys who didn't play in the league even didn't make it to the NHL. You know, they were they, they were college kids. That's they were just college kids who got together and beat the Russians. Who David were great. Silk played in the NHL. Dave Christian or uh, Christine or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, Chris, yeah, 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 Christian. Yeah, he, he I think he was actually a decent enough player too. Jack O'Callahan. <laughs> he played for the Blackhawks from '82 to '87. Mike Ramsey. Yeah, Rammer. That's he played for a long time. Yeah, who 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 do he play? Seventy nine to ninety three for the Sabers. Yeah, ninety two to ninety four for the Penguins, and then ninety four to ninety seven for D- Detroit. Oh, so he won some cups yes. for with the Penguins, one, and also one, one. oh, and the uh, and with Detroit maybe. Yeah, he won their first one. Ninety seven was their first cup of the dynasty. Ninety seven was. Yep, ninety seven, ninety eight, and then two thousand two was their three cups. I thought they won one before. I think you're right, though. Yeah, yep. I thought they won it like in '95. No, they went. They had the best record ever in NHL history in '95, and then lost to the Devils with the zone trap. Yep, yep, the zone. And trap. then the yep. Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley in '96. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I remember that. So, yeah, yeah. No, because the, the the Wings were for real. Ninety-five. Yeah, '95. The Devils won it, and then '96. The fucking '96 was the year the Red Wings had the they eclipsed the point record. They didn't win any because the team that has won the most games is like the 79 Canadians or some shit like that. Yeah, when I was a kid, they won up, like 66 games yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they lost like 10 or something. I mean, the Red eight. Wings won 65 games, but they got more points. I think they had 90 or 120 some points or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They won 65 games, though. When I was a kid growing up, the, the first, it, it wasn't the Islanders, the Forgotten Dynasty. It was the Canadians won it in 76, 77, 78, and 70. They won it in 79. They won it four years in a row. Canadians beat the Flyers, uh, swept them in 76, and the Flyers were a two-time defending champion. But the Flyers were, you know, they were criminal hockey. It was, you know, Bobby Clark should have been put in jail for a couple. He should have gotten a stint, you know. And, and then Trump, hair. And, and, and then Trump would have, uh, you know, could, could have, uh, you know, pardoned him because I mean, he was a criminal. I mean, obviously, I've told the story on the podcast before, but the first time I ever saw two grown men get into a fight was a Flyers-Capitals game in the crowd. Like, obviously, on the, on the field, uh, on the ice, 27 seconds in, bench clear. There were three bench-clearing brawls in that game. There was a bench clear each period. I mean, it was late 70s, frustrated white America with, with, the, with the Vietnam War still fresh on their head, getting pissed off. And I saw two men getting to just an app. I mean, it was a fight, man. I mean, it was a full-on fight. That shit still kind of lingered on, not full-on bench-clearing brawls, because I remember there used to be VHS tapes that got sold. That of just were hockey like, brawls Of and hockey shit. fights. Yeah, My yeah. dad had a bunch of reels <laughs> that were just hockey fights, dude. That's hilarious. Uh, 
And but then I remember even in the nineties, people dropped the gloves. Like I remember going to Blackhawk games in the nineties and people yeah. Tony Amonti fighting and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, people still people but people don't really fight like they used to. There's no goons either. You know? Like well that especially like Derek Bugard was like the last goon goon. He played for the Minnesota Wild, who yeah. we're watching right now, play the St. getting their asses whooped by the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Uh, in Minnesota too, I think. No, yeah, yeah they're is. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they are. So Bugard was like a a fucking goon and he ended up dying of a fucking drug overdose because he needed to take pills to fucking well i mean their existence is they are getting into a fight like twice a week yeah you know what i mean like that's happening like, that's that's your role which i'm sorry just from a psychological point of view that's gotta have a weird a weird effect on your on your development as a human being you know well, what I mean? also i watched a documentary about him yeah and he wasn't very good at hockey yeah but his coaches realized early on, like we're talking when he's in Pee Wee, that like, oh, you're a big kid. Yeah. Like, and they told him. So like, he was like groomed from a young they age. They told him like, as long as you're aggressive on the ice, you'll low, you'll get to play. Wow. And I think that's a bad mindset. To yeah. Play yeah. To, like yeah, they should have exactly. just been honest with him and been like, dude, you're not good enough to play hockey. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no place for you on this team. <laughs> the goo. I- I'm sure there's like. I mean, there used to be like, they're like fights schools and stuff. You would go to, like, to to train, like getting the jersey over the head, how to you know twisting it around, how well, to punch someone. I think this. I think the culture of everything we're talking uh, about right now culminated in one of the greatest comedies ever made, and that's a little film called Slapshot. Oh uh, yeah, Slapshot is incredible. It's a great movie. It is. I saw parts of it recently. This one's for all the snatch in the FLA. <laughs> It literally, when you watch it, it is Show the most. Show your ass. It's so misogynistic oh, and toxic. Oh, man. It's, it's great. It's, there are some funny lines, though. The guy who directed that, Walter Hill, he directed Butch Casting the Sundance Kid, The Sting, and Slapshot. Well, what an interesting trajectory of movies to actually direct. And Paul Newman being the consistent strand. Paul Newman said Slapshot was his favorite movie ever made yeah. in his entire career. Now, the Hanson but, brothers were actual hockey players. I think they right? were, yeah. I think they were absolutely. Yeah. They, they still make appearances and shit as old men now. I mean that that was the hands. There's some. I mean, if you watch that, I'm ready to go, coach. Every almost every sports movie has slap shot elements. Major League has is is, is like slap shot. You know, because they they have the female owner they can't stand, and that's what kind of unifies them. You know, and so and that's kind of a consistent theme. Like it's a little bit of that. I in still slap want shot a Charleston too. Chiefs jersey. Yeah, that, that I mean. It's a it's a fun, it's a hilarious movie. It really is funny, man. That scene when like <laughs> that's a rite of passage. If you have a filthy father, like when you turn eleven or twelve, you're just like, all right, we'll watch. Slap we're gonna pot, sla- we're put Slapshot on when 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 they're hatcheting when they have that axe out and they're and they're they're, they're, they're team bust. Like, what are you doing that for? Because like, it makes it look mean. Like, I, there's so many funny lines like that. I mean. There's a lot of white humor, like mooning. A lot of mooning is a theme in it too, you know. Yeah, and streaking was a big thing back then. Absolutely, man. Stre- I Men remember being s- nude was a big practical joke. Back oh then. yeah, yeah. Abs- to me, when I look back on my childhood, I remember like it was at the very tail end of streaking. You know, like th- there's like a famous family video of my uh, like video of my of like my, my cousins, basically these the guys <laughs> getting naked and just running around and filming it. <laughs> 
it's so goofy you know what, what a goofy thing you know that that you know what it was i'm telling you man it was that baby boom generation being such a large chunk of the population that everyone was kind of going through like their sexual awakening and shit all at the same time so of course there was going to be a sexual revolution you've got everyone between the age of 16 and 24 or whatever you know 18 and 23 you know it, it's like everyone's going to be, be fucking at the same yeah. time so it's going to have this impact on things so i just looked up some stuff and just to break sure. off real quick for a second sure. Uh, from a day ago, it looks like part of the NFLPA and the NFL have made a little bit of headway. They've agreed to push back the franchise tag deadline for 2020. So maybe that's a little bit of what was holding it up. Because I know a lot of these players don't like the franchise tag. And I wonder, yeah. if, I wonder if the players version of the CBA, they were like, no, we don't want a franchise tag. I would like one to, like a union a true to truly flex some muscle. It, unions have been t on the chin; they've been taken on the chin for forty years. It's part of the reason why our, our things are so fucked up right now. You know, it's like, I mean, because of unions, the forty-hour work week became a standard, but that's been slowly taken away. And I'm living proof of that. Forty shit, try fifty or sixty. You know, it's just like it is just. You know, and I want, but the football union, I just can't imagine the modern athlete is so self absorbed. The idea of putting aside their sort of earning potential, you know, or, or, or actually unifying behind some stuff, I, I just, I, I can't imagine them doing a strike or, you know, I, I just, I can't imagine them doing that. It's, it's just not what things are now, you know, and then we get pummeled in the press, you know, oh my God, these socialists, you know, listen, they, 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 they want to make some money like everyone else does, you know. Look at those uh, those uh, Las Vegas uniforms are a little. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I like them. I, yeah, I, they've grown on me. It kind of looks like a create a player uniform. Like when you create a team in a hockey game, yes. it kind of looks like that. Credit to them though; they're good, man. They are. I mean, when I was there in October, you know, the season had already started. That was a big thing. People like going to going to hockey games. There, the fact that they got the first foot in the door there, there's going to be some loyalty there to them. You know, so it's like it's before the Raiders. You know. Uh, Mark Davis and John Gruden were at the fight last night. I watched the Tyson Fury um, uh, Wilder fight, you know, and, and I guess like Trump is going to invite both of them to the White House. I guess that's that's a rumor. Yeah, you know, because, because I can tell you, Wilder came in. It, the entrances were hilarious. I said it before. Fury came into the song uh, "Crazy" by by Patsy Cline, and, and then. And then Wilder came in with just some freestyle rapper the entire way with all of these images of like Maya Angelou. It was here's the image. It was Maya Angelou, Malcolm X, you know, and then also the guy who played rerun on on, on what's happening like that, dude. That's I mean, funny. It was the collection of faces that were hilarious when he came. He came in wearing like one. It was like it was like Wakanda wear. You know, he was wearing like a mask and stuff like Black Panther, you know, so. His his intro was good, but I tell you what, he 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 was pretty good the first couple rounds. Fury beat the shit out of him, man. They threw the towel in. They physically threw the towel in. And this guy's undefeated. He was twenty nine zero and one. He was he was great. I mean I mean he still is a good boxer, but he was I mean Fury is six nine two seventy three. Wilder's six seven and he's two thirty. He just the guy is Fury is just a giant human being. He's just a massive man, mm -hmm. and he, and, he, and he's actually elusive. He can move pretty well, you know. So he doesn't get he doesn't get hit you know flush, but he he caught Wilder a couple times. He he knocked him down twice. You know it was like I mean it was a 
there was a lot of action. I mean, the punches were being thrown, so it was an entertaining watch. I saw know? the one that he knocked him down in the third, and that's kind of when it got started. Yeah, well, it was well, like, how long oh, did the fight go? Went seven rounds. That's a decent amount. Exactly. That's long enough to where you're like, okay, this was that's ten dollars a round. Exactly. It, 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 it was totally. It, it was entertaining. You know, it was, I enjoyed it. You know, and I got. That's one thing I, I tell you about living out here that I do like. I got home by, by midnight. You know, stayed up, drank some water, got to bed at one o'clock. Got my ginger, uh, you know, uh, uh, drunk off a little bit. You oh know? yeah, you were all tossed up, you know. And so I mean, I, I drove there. I did not drive. You back. were private detective drunk. I, I <laughs> you know, I um, but I was productive, man. It's it's been. I tell you what, this has been therapeutic coming in here, dude. I appreciate you know some keys. Why we do it every week? You know, it, it's it's helpful for me because it's been you know, a good episode too. It, it, it's been it's been stressful at my job, and you know, I've got my review, and it, it was a decent review, but there was some holes. You know, as there always is, but I, I, I had some problems, but it, it, you know, it's been tough. It's been a tough year, but I tell you, man, I'm, I'm working on my script and I, 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 I sent it out to some other friends, got some good feedback. You know, I, I'm feeling good about it. Like, I feel like it's made some improvements. You know, and I talked to my writing partner today, he had a good suggestion to have like an argument in, in the pilot, like a good, good fight in the pilot, which I think is good. He's going to put some dialogue together and I'm going to place it in the right spot where I think it should go. And I'm feeling pretty good about it, man. I mean, I, I think that there's, I think there's something there, man. I mean, I think that there's, I'm trying to get a table read lined up for it in Chicago first. That's my next. I, I feel like I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it now. Like I'm at a point where it's like, you know, I've been looking at it so much. You sort of the words kind of blend together and stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't quite know. Um, and, and I gotta get a table read, but I'm happy about it. I'm in a good nice. headspace about it, you know, because I. I'm putting all the eggs in that basket, Keith. Oh, you got to. That's the, why you're the, out the, here. The, the, this, this is it. I mean, I, I, have to, I have to, at a minimum, I want to get representation out of this. At a minimum. At a maximum, of course, put it into production. But, I mean, I, I, I reached out to that good friend of mine who inspired me, and he's like, hey, listen, when you do the table read in L.A., I'd be more than happy to come here. At, you know, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, if you would have told me that this guy 20 years ago would be a completely cool guy like this, I, I would have said you're insane. But he's been completely cool, and he, and, and he would give good advice. And ultimately, he's the guy I got to get it to where it's like, okay, what do you think? Can mm -hmm. I can I actually get representation out of this? You know, uh, because but but I it's still not there. But I think it's pretty good right now, man. I think it's getting. I got good feedback from a woman I gave the first version to. I got feedback last That's week. The feedback you want in these days, baby. Hey, but and she and I asked her, I was like, what do you think it's better? She's like, oh, it's absolutely better. It's more visual. Uh, the characters are a bit more distinct. You, it, it it just works better. It flows better, you know. So I'm like, I'm happy about that. You know, I, I think that there's the, the I got some good. Uh, who's this dude singing? Tim Tim Kepler? I don't know. This is just some fucking ducks guy. It's a ducks guy, a black guy singing the national anthem. Some is that Anaheim even allowed? Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Is that said allowed now? You know, Jesus, the state of the world. Just make sure you don't kneel, buddy. By the way, they're showing the hockey players right now with their, ma their helmets off, their hairstyles and stuff. I want the National Socialist hairstyle to go out of fashion. The aggressive... Like the swoop-over type thing? And like really short in the back and on the side. But well, that's like, just a standard haircut. No, but, but it's turned into the aggressive national... Like that, that's a bit of the National Socialist hairstyle right there, that guy. And then, then these guys have more like well, the Like the long man and bun. slicked back? 
that right there, that right there is more than national. That's just socialism. a high fate. Yeah, it's it's a fate. But you know something that the, his his great great grandfather was in the SS. I mean, the, the, you know, there's an aggressive look to it that I yeah, don't. Yeah, but like. I think that's a larger. That's just like the that's the standard dude's haircut. What? Well, well, yeah, that's because yeah. Like and when I, you and go I to a barber to go, and you say I'd like a short haircut, that's probably what they're going to do. They're kind of doing it to me now, and I, I don't know. I don't but know how, how like else that. do you want it? Do you want your hair the same length all the way around? No, I I, I just uh, I don't. I've thought about doing this. Because I got a good thick mane of hair, I ain't going bald. I do a medium fade. I, I want to do. I've thought about just shaving it one time, just to actually see what it would look like to have, have like a bald head. I've actually toyed with that idea. Like cancer shave. Yeah, yeah. Get, get it down like You're like Adam Silver, you know, <laughs> like you know, Commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. Adam Silver literally looks like one of the characters at the end of uh, of Raiders of a Lost Ark, <laughs> where the, the guy like his, his face melts. That's literally what he looks like, you know. Yeah. So, but I thought j- just to see like what it would look like. I, I just I think my I think I got a bunch of scars up there too. Oh, Subban, that's right. He's our goaltender. Right. Yeah. 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 I forgot for the uh, for the uh, uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. I think it is. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's because isn't Subban has a brother who plays who played for the Canadians, right? Yeah, but he plays for Nashville now. Nashville now, exactly. Yeah. There's some there's some players. He might be playing for somewhere else. Let me confirm that. It is. If you look at the players now, too, like hockey's and there's support we look at, where they'll like, randomly just move. The, the, their hockey hockey athletes are far and far better shape than they used. He to plays be. for the New Jersey Devils now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's you bounce around to about four or five or six teams in the NHL. You know, that, that's kind of what you do. You know, but yeah, I mean, the athleticism now in hockey is so much better than what it was. We were watching that that Russian USA game. It's like, I mean, it's it just it's so much faster now. The Oilers were a definite evolutionary leap in hockey. The Edmonton Oilers in the '80s with Gretzky. I wonder, well, because technically they won multiple. Because they won how many Stanley Cups in a row? Well, their first year they didn't win the cup. They lost. Right? They, they lost to the Islanders in the first first cup, which was '83. They won in '84. They beat the Islanders. They beat the Flyers in '85. They beat the Flyers in '87. And then post Gretzky, they won in '90 when Messier. Messier was the guy. Yeah. That's how good they were. They got rid. Of, they didn't have Gretzky, and they, so they won four in the in, basically in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah, they won four, and and they were great. I mean, and 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 they they. Uh, but they also won whatever like the Pyro Cup or whatever the league that they were in pre NHL. They dominated that. Oh, league. the WHL. Yeah, the World Hockey League. I, I think they because I think Gretzky was like nineteen when he was playing in that league, like in nineteen seventy nine or something. You know, so I think that he uh, he put up. That, Ba- he was like the Babe Ruth of the NHL. Oh, absolutely! In that, like, you have no memories of him, do you? You have really, very faint. No, I know of him. old Gretzky. Yeah, because he. I mean, he I was, know L.A. Kings and New York Red Wings or New uh, York Rangers. Rangers Gretzky, Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he played for the Blues for a brief time yeah, too, half a season. Yeah, but but it was, you know, I remember him getting traded was a big deal, man. It was a bit, but they couldn't. I'm sorry, he was like. It, it, they couldn't really afford him and stuff. It was like no, they, and they never really put a team around him. Like you had a young Luke Robitaille. I think he Tony Granat. They went. They made it to the fu- his last. Gretzky also made them. They had to package him with someone from or uh, who was the fucking Marty dude? McSorley. McSorley was his, yeah, was his yeah. protector. Uh, and then, uh, but they uh, his his high water mark with the Kings. His last hurrah was the '93 season. They lost to the Canadians in the final. The Kings, but they made it to the final. And they had Tony Granato, who was a former uh, Badger. He was on that team too. So I mean, they they had some decent players. I think uh, what's his name? Barry Melrose was a, I think a player. He on was the, the team. coach on the. He I don't, I don't the think Kings. he coached the Kings at that time. No, he was, did. I know. I know he coached him. I know he coached him for a while, but I don't know if he coached that '93 team. He might have. But I think he, he had that hair. Yeah, he he had a big old mullet. 
that guy had a non-ironic mullet. It was done with pride. You know, it had activator. And it was, you know, it had a wet, permanent wet look. You know, like like a porn star of that era. The the, the men of porn are just disgusting human beings. Well, now it's now it's your it's big buff broy guys. Like it's it's gone away from the weaselly Ron Jeremy like <laughs> grease headed fucking wop dago guys with big mustaches to guys who are like in the gym six days. Yeah, a week. it's like yeah. MMA. They look like MMA fighters, just fucking athletically fucking women, dude. <laughs> Just doing push-ups into these so, fucking vagus. Ah, the men of porn are gross. Just they are not the stars. Hard, dude. I'm telling you, Crow. Hard fucking going on in these fucking porn. Yeah, video, in these yeah, porn videos. I believe. And it. it's all weird shit. Like I'm trying to lay off it because it fucks yeah. your brain up. Because it's all like stepmom and stepson. Yeah, and like and, and weird. Like yeah, and yeah. even like, and this is shit that kind of turns me on. Where it'll be like, coworker fucks female co-worker in the storage room and, yeah and yeah you're just yeah. like oh i've thought about doing that well, of when course. i was younger like of course you i know? used to work with a hot girl at dunkin donuts and i yeah. used to think about doing that like yeah let's watch this video yeah yeah absolutely absolutely no, absolutely so like they know what and it's not and what's and i here's how hardcore into watching porn i've been they miss they have sent the same videos will have different titles to where like it'll be like co-workers fuck in storage room oh and then you'll see that same video and it'll say stepbrother fuck stepsister when in reality it's probably just a couple that snuck off into a fucking storage closet and and then they sold a fuck tape to a website and then that website then repackages it as co-workers fuck yep. in a thing like it's not actually the situation even though it's amateur porn and you're yeah. like oh this is real like it's two actual people having sex but like it's just a fuck tape like yeah these this is a bo- boyfriend and girlfriend that were paid to sell a sex tape they to a website sex and yeah film yeah. for a while film for an afternoon and then after that they're like we're gonna give you 10 grand and then we can do whatever the fuck we want with this video yeah it, it is i tell you what man the whole that's one big difference I notice, and I'm curious what your perspective is on this, being of a younger generation. You know, the access to pornography was just... I remember being a kid, and my brother had a, had a friend whose father worked for the Vice Squad. It was a cop. And he had, like, a, a big trash bag filled with basically stag films. That's what they called them back, stag films. Mm-hmm. Like, five, eight-minute pornos that you literally put, like, on an old reel-to-reel, like... Big fucking... Just bushes. Beaver, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hairy. People were hairy. But I remember like bearded lady fucking pussies. My, my, my brother like and his friends like playing quarters and they were 16, 17 years old and, and like watch, you know, put, putting a sheet up on a wall and just watching these like that. That was your access. It was not this intimate thing on your computer than videotapes. But I never honestly even when I was a little younger, like there was a period from like middle school until really high school where you'd. You'd get together with a couple of your friends and sit together and watch a porn watch VHS. A porn. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember doing like that a few your one, times. Your one grosser friend would be like, "Oh, I got to go to the bathroom," and you would just be like, "Oh, you're fucking you're gross." Gonna, dude. Gonna go jerk off. Yeah. yeah, it just. I mean, I can tell you, I, I just. Uh, I was never a big porn guy when I was younger. I think it was my mom's influence. And I didn't really get into it until like my early thirties, because the, the computer got well. Yeah, because she did. was taught. She taught you that like that's 
uh, it's demeaning you know and and it's like well now it's actually kind of flipped because a lot of women like sex work is a real like go girl type of thing yeah oh yeah yeah there's certainly a a, a subculture of like alicia straight up told me a couple days ago she was like i think if you want to be a sex worker you should be allowed to be a sex worker well yeah i mean i I think that i think i honestly believe this keith i honestly believe this you know back in the old west you know the whorehouse was a thing that existed i think if you had controlled regulated prostitution you wouldn't have the mass shootings that you have in this country. I'm convinced that it's it's sexually frustrated men who can't get their nut off. I think that's Did actually part of the Steven reason Spielberg's why Spielberg's daughter is going to become a porn star. Are you serious? Is that the older one? She's like in her 40s. Jesus. She's first. She's going to be a stripper, but she basically said she wants to be a sex worker. So that's everything. She wants to strip. What sort she of wants weird to like L.A. thing is going on in your brain where you were raised? Like, who cares? Well, I mean, it's also. I mean, yeah, do it, and that's fine. That is an odd life choice, though, isn't it? A little bit of an odd life yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. There's a certain obviously, you don't want to conform to certain things. There's an authority issue thing going on there where you don't, you ain't working the nine to five when, when you're like, you know, I'm gonna be a stripper and then I'm gonna get into the sex work. Well, was that, well was that she do- also can because she's rich. I wonder how much cash was that from his wife. To, well, he was married to Amy Irving. He was married to Amy Irving, and then, and then he got married to Kate Capshaw. You know, I think he has six kids with Kate Capshaw. His Reels Network stalking story is chilling. It's a chilling story. It's a the, Reels had a good like stalking series that I actually I sometimes can't watch. Being the victim of extreme stalking, it, it is tough for me to watch. And by the way, Keith, my true end game with writing. You know, what I'm doing right now is, of course, this race-based show. I eventually want to write a show about my stalking experience. That's actually what I want to truly write. Michaela Spielberg, the daughter of, oh, she's 23, the daughter of filmmaker Steven Spielberg, and now she's working in porn. So it's probably Kate Capshaw's kid. <laughs> God. God. Yeah. It's This isn't like the end of the road or I've hit a bottom choice. This is a positive, empowering choice. I realize there is no shame in having a fascination with this industry and wanted to do something. Uh, this is a safe, sane, consensual choice. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, we'll see what you think after you get Spielberg, who was adopted by the film director and his wife, actress oh. Kate Chat- Capshaw, as an infant, has reportedly battled alcoholism as and ha- as uh, is engaged to a man twice her age. Yeah. Uh, she said she is performing by herself, so she does not violate her relationship with her friends. Oh, so she's gonna be a cam girl. So she's yeah. basically going to be on one of those websites Rubbing where you, it out and shit. you pay yeah. her and she'll finger and you, she'll finger herself in yeah. front of you, God. or or you can pay more and you can private chat with her and she'll like dildo herself and be like, yeah. oh, you have a huge fucking cock, God. like, and you can probably even jerk off in front of her and she'll just like, Listen, yeah, she's. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned the adoption thing. I got, I got a good friend who I talked to this weekend. He's got two older daughters that were. Basically, they adopted them because their mother was a meth head. And they adopted them when they were like two and three years old. They were young, you know. But that whole adoption thing, it's a visceral thing. I can't tell you how many people I know who, who, who were adopted or adopted kids. And there's some real difficulties. It's, it's a real mind fuck for people who get adopted, I think. I think a lot of people don't deal with it particularly well. You would think, oh, they're in a stable environment now. It's better than what they were in before. No, I think there's some real mammal, visceral stuff that happens. Oh, she's black, too. Yeah, well, you know. She's pretty hot. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to watch one of these videos. Of course, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge porn guy. I mean, I have watched it, and it's... For me, it was a statement about, okay, I'm going to do this for my... It, it's interesting. She's doing OnlyFans. A lot of people are doing this. A lot of female wrestlers do this. So 
OnlyFans is a website where you go a little further than Instagram. So are there these there's these Instagram models that'll like their whole Instagram it'll just be them twerking their ass, but it's no nudity, just like thong, yeah, real skimpy shit, but it's it's, it's sexual. Yeah. Yeah. So but then what these people will do since Instagram doesn't allow nudity is they'll go to this website called OnlyFans where for $15 a month they post whatever. And and a lot of times they'll be a little deceptive. Like I know some female wrestlers who will start an OnlyFans or a Patreon, like a pay paywall service, and they'll post a picture with like uh, an emoji over their body that'll be like subscribe to my OnlyFans and see what and see this post, and then you'll subscribe to it, and they won't be naked, and it's just them kind of like teasing you. Ugh. Uh, but what that's basically what it is. Everything's a shakedown. But that's everything's a but shakedown. But for the most part, it's like if it's like people who don't like, hey, pay fifteen dollars, and every Tuesday I fucking fuck my boyfriend, yeah, and my yeah, OnlyFans, and, and, and you a can blowjob, and yeah, you could yeah, watch yeah. us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it's just so that's what Spielberg's daughter's doing. She started an OnlyFans, so for fifteen dollars a month, uh, you could watch her rubber puss. God, it's uh, a legend. <sighs> A legend's adopted daughter. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Where some, like some actor was like, you know, some, I, I, I'm going to start filming. I mean, obviously the sex tape of like, you know, famous people. That, that's been a thing for a long time. But actually, be like, hey, George Clooney does porn. <laughs> like, okay, I, I'm going to make a shitload of money because I know people will want to see my hog. So I'll actually do a porn and make a hundred million dollars, even though that's nothing to him because he sold his tequila fucking business and made a billion. He's, I think he's a billionaire. I just like the idea that they're so lost in their oldness right now because Michaela has said that uh, her parents are not upset and even intrigued by her life choices. And then uh, Spielberg even told a source that, uh, you know, me and Kate are nothing but supportive of her as they are all her children. But then a family friend is just like, yeah, outwardly they are. Yeah. But then they said they go privately. Uh they are embarrassed by her sudden public admission of the entry into the sex world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, she's 66 and he's 73. These are just two old people who don't fucking understand it. As much as they want to be out in front of it, you know, I'm sure them even adopting a daughter of color was them being like, you know, trying yeah. to keep up with Angelina Jolie and shit. So they're just trying to be like, yeah, we're supportive and we understand. But I think privately they're just like, what the fuck? We didn't raise no slut. Yeah, but, you know, I'm telling you, man, it, it, that adoption thing, it messes with people's heads. I think it really, uh, again, I was telling the story about my friend, he's, his second daughter, oldest daughter, 17, she's had some issues. She moved out of the house and moved in with some family in the Phoenix area, I guess. He told me his second daughter is re like really struggling, really has some struggles, you know, hanging out with a bad crowd, friends who have guns and shit, you know, like as a 16-year-old, you know, people are running around with that crap. It's like just really, really bad life decisions. And went and moved in with her mom again because I think the whole adoption thing, she just, it just messed with her head, you know? And, and I think it just, it, it's a very visceral mammal type thing. You so know? Michaela Spielberg is married to a professional dart player. <laughs> God. He's 50. <laughs> He's my age. Jesus Christ. There you go. You got a shot. Hey, man. He, you definitely look better than him. He wears a bandana and has like one of those pussy eater goatees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goatee. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Spielberg is worth three point seven billion dollars. Yeah. Doggy. 
Well, the, the the Reels Network stalking of of uh, Spielberg was very good. He had a stalk when he was filming Saving Private Ryan. He had to go back as the stalker, I guess, had set up camp outside of his house and had like razor wire and like. I mean, he was had some really bad intentions. Like, I think he wanted to off his family. Well, that was like Bjork too. Uh, it would be Bjork, Bjork had a hard stalker. Oh, God, shot himself on camera. Oh, it's not that hard to watch though because it was a real pussy ass gun. So it literally he puts it in his mouth and it fires it, and I don't even think the bullet makes it through his head. Wow! Like he, he just goes backwards on the bed. I've literally because yeah. it's it's him filming himself all day. And he's like sending her packages. Like he sends her a package with acid in it, and he paint, he paints his face like a clown. And he's just like, it's real scary looking. Yeah. And then he sits on a bed. He puts the gun and he, huh, huh, he breathes like four times real hard, and then just pop. And he just goes backwards. And he, then did he die. Yeah, he yeah, died. Yeah, but what yeah. blows is since he fucking died, the video just rolls for like two hours. <sighs> and then his two, body. And then two hours later, a cop walks in. And like you, then he turns it off. Ugh, God. Because I'm sure someone heard the gunshot. Yeah, and like, yep. And then finally, they were like, "Hey, we well, haven't. We heard. Where was this guy from? Was he in the states? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah I thought he was in Europe. This was like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Wow. This is like a famous stalking. God, the stalking thing. Having been the victim of stalking, not like that. Though. It's nobody. This bitch didn't. She probably painted her face a couple times. No, this woman no. was pretty nuts. My stalker. Oh yeah, was like I've, I've asked continuum. you before. You said she was getting on. The, like you thought she was probably gonna harm you. At some oh point. yeah, yeah. Th- 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 that was in the cards. Or even that was like in the cards. Even if she wasn't gonna harm you, like you were gonna come home and she was gonna be in your closet. Yes. One day. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That 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 was she starting to happen, even, dude. Are you against the idea that she might have been in your home while you were sleeping at some oh, point? Oh, I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it's out Where of the like realm of possibility. Where like she stood over you while you slept one night? Yeah, I, I, I don't put that out of the realm of possibility. That, that was in the continuum because... Smelled you a little bit? I can tell you when... Um, I think I told you through my whole stalking experience, I met this guy who was stalked for 10 years. I was stalked for three and a half years. And this guy was stalked for 10 years. He was a, a hairdresser. He was a heterosexual hairdresser in Boston in the, in the 80s. So he'd have women come in all the time, and he would cut their hair. He did women's hair really well. And he had this woman come in one time, and, did, and he had a nice conversation. Which didn't stand out in any way, shape, or form. Same as every other conversation. Didn't stand. And she was this blonde woman, and she took a total shine to him and stalked him for 10 years. It culminated, with, it, it, <laughs> it, it culminated in him getting stabbed in the shoulder by one of those hot dog pitchforks. Oh, those three-pronged yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and he, was like, he was opening his door, and, and he saw this swath of blonde hair, and then he felt this really sharp pain on his shoulder, and she just, I mean, it went like in. Like he had to get, I think he had like 50 he stitches. He probably couldn't pull it out. Oh, yeah, like it, it, it was, it was lodged, like sticking in there probably. and stuff. Yeah, so through that, I mean, they ended up arresting her and they had to go through a trial. She got put in a mental institution. I think it was in Delaware. I don't know where it was at. But, but it's part of the discovery process. It's part of the discovery process. Um, they had to go into her apartment. So they went into her apartment. Totally normal apartment. Everything was fine. They opened up a closet door and she had made a shrine to this guy. She had a telephone. This is the 80s. She had a telephoto lens, you know, a camera. And it had pictures of him eating with his wife, like through the like plate glass window oh, and stuff. Oh, dude! But also, what she had done is she had broken into his house and taken naked pictures of herself in the bed that he and his wife slept in that he knew nothing about. They found these pictures that she had broken into his house and stuff and done stuff. It's like so. I honestly think that my stalker either was getting to the point That's of doing hot, that though. or had done it. And she was, because uh, she was starting to show up Can I ask place. a slightly comedic question? Yeah. If your stalker, let's say the girl that stalked you was fine. 
then it wouldn't have been called a stalker, Keith. You would have been it would have like, been called I'm, girlfriend. I'm, I'm going to nail this. In, yes, dude. exactly. She was rough, and, and and she was truly mentally ill. She was mentally ill. But that's what I'm saying. But the same mental illness, but just the most beautiful woman ever. Uh, that would be tough after a while. That's to what deal I'm with. saying. That would like, be tough to deal I'm, with. Like I'm saying, like obviously she probably wouldn't have got to the level of stalker. You probably would have at least fucked her and then been like, ah, you're kind of a nuts yeah. broad. Yeah, yeah, we had sex a few times. And that but like it, yeah. her, what I'm trying to say is like her being gross wasn't what scared, like that wasn't what started you being so rejecting of her. Yeah, no, it, it was like just you were behavior. just like, no, you're a you're an, a scary person. Yeah, like yeah, you know, and people were like. What, I mean, they didn't because they. I, I lost friendships over this. Like people were just like, "Why are you intimidated or scared?" Almost the to the was, point of like, if not fuck, like not relationship or sex, but like, if she was a more normal person, would you have considered even being friends with her? Would you have just been like, "Look, if you're just no, if you were just more normal, I'd hang out with you. Like, just yeah. be a normal person." Yeah, that's actually good. She she was there was no negotiation with her. That's one thing with stalkers; they fixate. And it is just like, and and they fashion a story and a narrative. I think about you. Yeah. Well, I also wonder their, if before she even met you, she had built something in her head of like, oh, for the last four months we've been in a relationship up here. Well, exactly. I mean, that's what I told you that that was her. She was erotomania. That was her category of stalker. Wasn't love obsessional. D- uh, David Letterman stalker. That that her story too, which is very sad. She committed suicide. Uh, her, her, she was basically like, if I just keep pursuing david letterman he will eventually break down he will love me and we'll go away together that's not what my stalker was my stalker was what they call erotomania where she actually thought we were in a relationship she thought we were dating and she would say like i'd be on stage i never said that to you at that time like just these weird random it was really a bizarre experience and oh you do that comedian thing of just like oh so i had a girlfriend say this to me one time yeah yeah, like, yeah i yeah, didn't say that yeah, yeah you're just yeah. like i'm not talking about yeah you. she would respond to me sometimes when i was on stage and like finish that and i was like what are, i mean it is it was weird and needless to say amongst comedians who are very good with confrontation and very healthy minded and comedians don't make a joke out of it. They, 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 it. it took them about a year and a half before they got serious and realized this is fucked up. Like this is truly a weird situation. You talk to anyone of that era. I told you I bumped into a woman, Brooke Van Poplin, out here. I hadn't seen in fourteen years. The first thing she said to me was like, "How's your stalker?" That's the first thing she said to me. Like it, it, it had an. I mean, that was an impression. People, that's like what people know about. Remember you. about me of that yeah. era of comedian, you know? And so it, it was. It really, it was a real pivotal point in my evolution as a performer. There's absolutely no, when I look back on it, it's like, and I didn't realize it at the time, but it definitely affected my evolution as a performer. So I became a much more bitter performer, angry, which hurt my career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was a weird moment. But anyway. So let's close with a little yeah. soccer news. Sure, absolutely. Uh, there was, uh, We're all I, over the place. Because I haven't covered this. Uh, it's the nice. Bundesliga. Well, yeah, well, Bayern to retook the top spot there. They did? Yeah. Over Dortmund or something. Dortmund like that? and um, uh, Gladbach, Borussia Gladbach. Yeah, whatever the fuck they're I'm long. Get some water, man. Yeah, yeah get listening. some water. Yep. Um, so big Premier League news is that Manchester City has been banned from the Champions League. Uh, which you're aware of the Champions League, right, Crocious? Yeah. What happened? We're so. Uh, I think since 2016, since the mid middle of the last decade, they've had this thing in soccer called financial fair play, which basically means that uh, you can't, you can't spend more than you earn in revenue. 
Interesting. Because uh, in the early 2000s, this billionaire named Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea. Was he a Russian guy? Yeah. Yeah. Russian billionaire. Yeah. And Chelsea's like one of the wealthiest sports. They're like one of the well, top they 10 wealthiest. Well, they weren't. They weren't. That's yeah. that a lot of fans hate Chelsea because they they say you have no history. I mean, they were always in the Premier League, but they were mid-table. Yeah. Like 9, 10 place. Like, yep. Uh, <clears throat> but this dude bought Chelsea and within two seasons turned turned them into a force. Yeah, because he threw his money around. Th- injected billions into the club. Yeah, and they yeah. just, within a season, were able to just outspend everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then got really good. And then Paris Saint-Germain did it in France. And then Manchester City did it. They just, like these Middle Eastern oligarchs buy these soccer yep. teams yep. and just inject fuck. But Manchester City did it like on steroids. Like they've created a worldwide network where yeah. like there's New York City FC that's held by the same group. It's wow. like the Abu Dhabi group. It's like these Sheikh Mansour is the name of the guy who Ooh, owns like, this so fucking they just team. They have billions to play with. Just and to they've play with. set up this whole network. And basically what Manchester City got caught doing is uh, overstating their revenue. They lied about how much sponsorship money they make. So it was basically the owner injecting money and them saying like, oh, this is sponsorship money. So they Interesting. got they oh. got caught doing that and have been banned from European competitions for the next two years. Whoa! And they won back to back leagues, so they're in they're in the Champions League this year. Well, it was a big deal when they won because they had this long drought, right? Yeah. It was always well, Man- they Manchester they United. They have was like not the, yeah. won the Champions League yet. Oh, so because that's the Sorry. Premier League. Champions oh, League I, is I like the secondary. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so now their their kind of thing now is they have to win it this year, or because they're not going to be in it for the next yep. two years. Yep. Uh, it's it asks, it's a lot of questions for Manchester City because they have one of the best coaches and best squads, and now this begs the questions: Are those players going to want to stay if there's no Champions League soccer? Because yeah. at this point, who gives a fuck if you win the Premier League? You've done yeah. it two years in a row. They've yeah. Won, they've won four in the last ten years. Like we've done that. They they hired Pep Guardiola. Done there. To, been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did that. Done whatever. there. Been that. <laughs> been that. They hired Pep Guardiola to win the Champions League. And was he a coach from he a... He coached Barcelona. He oh, was a, yeah. He was a yeah. legendary Barcelona player, and then he became a legendary Barcelona coach, and then he coached Bayern, uh, and then he went to Manchester City. And he's famously never stayed anywhere longer than four years, and he's in his, he's about to be in his fourth year. Oh, yeah. So he's a, he's like a coach for hire. Yeah, but, the Mike Keenan of uh, but you know. he's stated that he's gonna stay because the Premier League could also punish Manchester City. They could they're probably gonna get a little bit of a points deduction, so they'll start next year with negative points. Interesting. Uh, but this also means it frees up a Champions League spot because Can I have one question here, Keith. I'm sorry to cut you. Yeah. When when does the actual league? This is one of the confusing things I have with the like Premier League and the champ. When does the league actually start? The Premier League off starts. Season? The Premier League starts in August and it ends in May, like the beginning of May. Okay, so it's like a nine month season. Yeah. And so then the summer they're kind of off. That's the summer transfer. June, window. July. Okay. Okay. June, July. They're definitely off. The season starts back in August. And then Champions League starts in September and ends in June. Okay, okay, okay. So they kind of have, they've mirrored. They overlap seasons. each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Do they then play on in top comparable of stadiums and stuff too. Oh yeah, dude. Like oh, yeah. Champions League, it's well, it's it's home and away until the final, and then you play in a neutral venue. Okay, okay. And then I don't you, think it would be Wembley Stadium for some Well, reason, they play you know. the cup finals. Like right now, Aston Villa is in the EFL Cup Final. And that's another thing, too. You have two other cup tournaments to play. You have the FA Cup and then the Football League Cup. 
So that's three major competitions Leagues outside going of the Premier League. So a good top quality team plays in four competitions in one calendar year. Yeah. Like that's why soccer players retire at 34 because they run their knees I was into the say, fucking ground. I got a feeling their feet and knees oh. must really, I mean. Dude, it's Jesus. rough. Yeah. It's and a lot of the coaches want less competitions. Like Liverpool's coach has played straight 15-year-olds in their cup games because that's him being like, dude, fuck this cup. Like we like Liverpool's about to win their first premier league ever. And they're just like, this is what we're focusing on. They won champions league last year, which at the end of the day, it's weird. The place of importance because Mm -hmm. you want to win the premier league, obviously that's the premier league, but Liverpool winning the champions league kind of, it's a big deal. Well, it kind of made it to where I feel like them winning the champions league if they didn't win the league for the next 10 years, they'd be like, that's cool. Like, yeah, we won champions league. Cause they won champions league in 05 too. Okay. Okay. Or f- interesting. Yeah. Story. Interesting though, that they're being, that, that they're basically being banned. And then this also has created a debate and I side on, there's a group of people who think financial fair play shouldn't even exist. The argument that like, why shouldn't someone be able to invest in something they own? Well, like, the I own this club and I have $2 billion. Why can't I invest in it? And because of financial fair play, there's a lot of teams that got bought by billionaires post financial fair play. And they probably want to dope financial. They call it financial doping. That's what they call what, yeah. what Manchester City and Paris St. Germain were doing. Just let everybody do it. I'm Everton is owned by a billionaire. I'm sure he wants to dope up his club, but he can't now. Just because Manchester City figured out a way to do it. Also, this created a little bit of parody because pre-Chelsea and Manchester City, it was Manchester United, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Those were your three teams that won the league every year. And then, so a lot of people argue that, like, yes, they broke a rule, but maybe soccer's in a state to where that's what you have to do to upset the status quo well, the, the finances of, you, of all professional sports are you know they're all billionaires you know it, it, the competition is it you gotta have you gotta have some parity you know and so what if you're not owned by a billionaire if you're one right. of those teams That's then, what Alicia then, was then you're saying. screwed you know yeah. and it's like so there ha- it's kind of like the salary cap and uh, there needs to instilling be instilling a financial discipline into things not a salary you know? and there's the people who think that there needs to be not a salary cap but a a cap on how much you can spend in the like just to put a number on it last summer Manchester City spent 465 million pounds on players in 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 a one month period that that is a lot of Some contracts teams, and a lot of money man well that's separate from the contracts that's man. transfer fees oh my contracts God. are separate that's oh. so let's say Manchester City signs a player for 65 million dollars. Yep. That means they paid whatever team he played for. That's them going how much is this guy worth? How much do we have to pay you for you to release this guy from his contract? Jesus. So that means they paid whatever the fuck you Barcelona team whatever or Here's yeah. 65 million dollars for this player to replace him and then after that now you have to sign that player to a contract. So on top of that $65 million, you're probably paying another 90 over the next five years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, I mean, that fucking soccer league, there's a shit ton of money in Let it, Let me man. pull up these UEFA Jesus. numbers because I have it, I think. That's crazy, man. That's a they put out the UEFA report, which every year they put out this report, uh, which shows the, the financials. Uh, and let me fucking... It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. 
let me, uh, you know, I'm yeah, listening. You want to close it up? Yeah, I'm kind of winding down a All little right. bit. We had a good, good show though. Good, good flow to it. We, we kept on. But I think it well. was something like the 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 European leagues made like 21 billion dollars last year. Jesus, or something. Their like revenues that. were just like oh through the fucking roof, yeah, dude. Yeah, that that guy, that's big business. I mean, I, I think the NFL's revenues, you put all the I mean, I think it's, I, we should look that up. I, I got a feeling it's got to be like, they're just a revenue, not their profit, their revenue is probably close to that. It's got to be $20 billion, if not more, you know, um, it's crazy. You know? Here, let me look up both. Yeah, because yeah, I, I wonder what, the NFL is definitely a, there's a shit ton of money in that league. Damn. And then the NFL revenue, because I know NFL's like, the second place league. They might even be number one. Of like global sports leagues in terms of like money? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I don't fuck your revenue by teams. I want to know how much the league made. $16 billion in revenue last year. The NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That's more. It was like $10 billion, you know, eight years ago or something. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, every time they negotiate that contract, it's that TV contract, you know, it's it's... Roselle was a smart man. Pete Roselle so, was a yeah. smart man. And then Manchester City, from not being in the Champions League for the next two years, they estimate that that's going to cost them over $400 million because that's how much you can make being in those tournaments. That's why they created them because it got to such a point where people were like, why am I even playing if we... Uh, the Anaheim Ducks scored a goal with .6 seconds left in that's the first period. That's fucking dope. Buzzer beater. Tied, yeah, 1-1. Look at that. They, they, yeah, I mean, they, I'm telling you, I think goalies get a little like, oh, there's two seconds of I'll get a little lax. You know, let's see how this goal is. If you don't mind, people. We're gonna, yeah, we can see that. Down the corner. This will give me more time to pull Oh, yeah, it, exactly it was a deflection. It was a deflection. Yep, that's exactly what it, it was a deflection, which makes sense. Oh, yeah. That, that was $22.8 billion. What was the European League? The UEFA. UEFA. That's, that's every <sighs> European league. That's, God, that's Ukraine. That's, that's Italy, Germany. France. In, yeah. The, see, and that's the that's the governing body that puts on the Champions League. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're we're closing it out here. Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Keith Pazel. He is at Insecure Comic. Uh, <laughs> at Adam Crocious on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Keith Pazel on Instagram. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. All right, man. <laughs>